Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast for the Wilmington, Ohio Church of Christ. We pray that this message will inspire you and help you grow closer to God in your faith. Be sure to stick around after the message to find out more about how you can take your next best step. Enjoy the message. It is my great pleasure to introduce our guest speaker today, missionary John Bliffin. John, if you want to come up on stage, he is involved currently with the Latino Christian movement planting churches. Him and his wife, Becky, have been connected to our church for decades. And uh, he's going to tell us, he'll he'll tell you a little bit about the history of his connection here. Um, But I'm so looking forward to, uh, this is one of our missionaries we support through our offering. uh, One that our uh, missionary committee, when they decide who continues to get funds, they say, we got to keep supporting John and what he is doing because it's unique what he is doing in in the world uh, that uh, not very many organizations are doing. And we're so thankful to have him come and share with us today. Would you please welcome John Bliffin? Thank you. On a cold and snowy January 1986, John and Becky Bliffin moved to Wilmington, Ohio. Uh, We were a young couple. We had no children. And we had decided, since we don't have any children and uh, we are able to go uh, to become missionaries, and uh, we moved to Wilmington the Wilmington Church of Christ became our sole supporting congregation. And um, so our history in Wilmington has been uh, since 1986. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we soon moved to San Jose, Costa Rica, and then on to Uruguay. And in this picture, we have um, some young people there. Can you tell how young we were? Um, I had hair. Um, Becky had long hair, no gray anywhere, and uh, she was pregnant with our first child. I'm not sure if you can see that or not, probably so. Uh, Carol Marie Bliffin, now Carol Marie Maxey, was born in Costa Rica. Uh, Soon after that, we moved to uh, Uruguay, and the people in this picture, many of them have become missionaries and have served uh, all over the world, some in Uh, Venezuela, some in Ecuador, uh, some in Uruguay with us, and in Spain. And it's great to see what God has done through them. That was our first decade uh, in missions as we served in Costa Rica and then Uruguay. And then in our second decade of missions, we served uh, in Miami, Florida with the Hispanic population there. And we made several mission trips. And and these mission trips that um, we went on, many of you went with us. Now, we made mission trips to uh, Monterey, Mexico, to uh, Cotacachi, Ecuador, to Havana, Cuba, and some folks in this room uh, went with us. And, and during that decade, it was exciting for us to be able to uh, share missions with many people from uh, the Wilmington Church of Christ. And it's been great to see that you all continue that uh, I, I noticed uh, from uh, Tony Brackmeyer sharing uh, about the, the youth and, and the trip that they made to, to Mexico, and it's great to see that, that uh, mission theme kind of continuing through uh, the congregation. Uh, after that, uh, <clears throat> in 2009, we moved to Memphis, Tennessee, and we became 
part of Mid-South Christian College training people in missions and in, uh, and in preaching. Uh, we went to Spain for a couple of years uh, and served there in Granada, Spain. And then after two years of serving there, we came back to the United States. And as we came back home from Spain, uh, there was a group of men and an organization in Arkansas called Arkansas Church Planting Network. And they asked us to uh, begin a ministry of uh, Hispanic churches in the state of Arkansas. So in the next picture, you see the, the men praying for us as we uh, began uh, this work. And the work that we have began is now called Latino Christian Movement. And our purpose is to provide resources and partnerships to help start new Hispanic churches in several states. So far, we've been working in Arkansas, and we've been able to start one church in Little Rock. One in, in Fort Smith has already began their services. They'll officially launch in January. And then there's two more for Springdale, Arkansas, in the works. Um, we've also talked to some other states, uh, for example, Florida, Nebraska, some people interested in, in helping to show uh, God's love for all people, and especially the Latino people in Spanish-speaking uh, here in the United States. You know that the, the Hispanic community is growing. It's the fastest growing minority community uh, in the United States. And it's our privilege to, to serve that community. I want to show you just a short video at this time from um, our church that was planted in, in uh, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. So if we could go ahead at this time uh, have the video. Hi, my name is David Mejia, and I am the pastor here in Comunidad Cristiana Literal. It's a blessing for us to say that in May of 2021, we opened our doors for the very first time to the Hispanic community here in Little Rock, Arkansas. Since 2021, we have been able to reach many Hispanic brothers and sisters, many of them coming from Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Venezuela, Chile, and many other parts of Mexico. We are very blessed because as the Hispanic community grows here in Arkansas, we are able to share the Word of God to those that are in need, to those that are far from home. And not only that, we have been able to mentor and help other pastors as we grow and as we share the Word of God all over the United States. Comunidad Cristiana is very blessed to be one of the first Hispanic church plannings for Latino Christian Movement and ACPN as they team up together. Comunidad Cristiana has a vision to grow in His love, to share His Word, and to worship together as one. We want to give thanks to all those that have helped Comunidad Cristiana be of a blessing to the Hispanic community here in Little Rock, Arkansas. Latino Christian Movement, thank you. ACPN, thank you. We thank God for everything He has done through Comunidad Cristiana Little Rock because it's not about us. It's about how perfect he is in an imperfect world and an imperfect person like me. Thank you. Bless you. We're so thankful to see how God has worked in that church that started uh, back in 2020. <clears throat> and they now have about 70 people worshiping every Sunday. We're excited about that. Let's go into the message of the, of the morning uh, my text for the message today is from Colossians chapter 1, verses 
12 and 14, and the title of my message is Advancing the Kingdom of God for All People. If you have your Bibles, we're going to read from Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 to 14, and it says this, giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now, if we look around the world, we're going to realize that the kingdom of darkness exists. Anywhere in our world that we see um, what's going on, if we look at the news, if we see what's happening in our society, we're going to see a lot of darkness. We're going to see that there is darkness in our world, and there's no way that we, we would deny that. But the great thing about Jesus is that he rescues us. He saves us out of that kingdom of darkness and has brought us into the kingdom of light. It's the kingdom that has Jesus as its light. God rescues us, and we join this kingdom when we accept Jesus Christ. Now, the great thing about this kingdom of God is that uh, it, 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 people from every different name and language and nation on the earth belong to this kingdom if they accept Jesus Christ. And there's a picture of this in, uh, in the book of Revelation where John has a vision of the throne of God. And in that vision of the throne of God, he says he sees people from every tribe, every nation, every language worshiping God before the throne of God. So this tells us that there will be people from every uh, nation in heaven. How are they going to get there? Only if we tell them, if we share the gospel with them. But I'm looking forward to that day when we will all be around the throne, when we'll all be able to sing praises to the Lord. And I don't know if we're going to be all speaking one language or if everyone will be speaking their own language in some way. We will all understand, but it's great every time I can get around people from different countries and languages and hear them worshiping the Lord together. That's one of the reasons I love the ICOM that's going to be happening this week in Columbus, because we have missionaries literally from all over the world coming in. And not only missionaries, but, but national people from all different nations coming and worshiping the Lord together. So the first thing that I wanted to share with you today is that this kingdom, this kingdom of light, uh, is available for us, and we are in it. We've been rescued out of that kingdom of darkness, and we're into the kingdom of light. The second thing I wanted to share with you today is that we become good subjects of the king of the kingdom by following King Jesus. The way you become a part of the kingdom of heaven is that you name Jesus as your king. Now, all of us begin our lives um, with us as our own king. And many people say, oh, in my house, uh, I'm the king of my castle, right? And in my house, I rule. Well, the problem is with that, when we become Christians, we need to realize that there's a new king in town. There's a new king in our heart. Jesus becomes the king of our heart, and we must follow him. Uh, Jesus in the very beginning of his ministry, had a very short sermon. Uh, his first sermon was in Matthew chapter 4, verse 
17, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. That was his first sermon. His next sermon was also a short one. Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, we don't have sermons that short anymore, uh, you know, but they were very impactful. They were very impactful for, because people heard those words, and they followed Jesus. They made him uh, the king of their lives. They became his disciples. You remember those men that were fishing, and uh, Jesus said, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. They left everything. They left their boats. They left their career. They left their families, and they followed Jesus. They became his disciples. You and I, if we want to be part of this kingdom, if we want to be part of the kingdom of heaven that Jesus preached, then we have to make Jesus our king. We have to make him the most important part of our lives, the highest priority. And what King Jesus says is what we need to do, what we need to obey. The next thing I want to share with you today is that we advance this kingdom by praying and by sharing our faith. There's a mission that I truly love that says that their strategy for mission is prayer. Prayer is their strategy for mission. And as we were in Spain, we began to realize how important it is to pray in everything that we do. Now, Jesus also shared a lot about prayer, and in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, we have what we call the Lord's Prayer, and I'm sure that most of you have uh, heard of this or, or maybe memorized it. It says, we should pray this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. If we go back to uh, verse 10, it says, Your kingdom come, your will be done. As we lived in Spain, we began to pray this for the many towns around uh, our city of Granada that did not have believers in them. And we would pray, Lord, your kingdom come to this town. We pray that someone here would open up their heart to hear the gospel, to accept the gospel, to invite us in. And we shared with people. Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 10, he says, Go to the lost sheep of Israel. He sent out his disciples and he said, go to the lost sheep and preach the kingdom of heaven is near. And it was exciting for us to be able to take this very simple message and, and to go into these towns and to walk and just pray, Lord, would your kingdom come in, in this place? And one of the very last things that we did when we were in Spain as we met uh, a young lady named Carolina, and as we talked and shared the gospel with Carolina, at first she was uh, not very open to it. We came back to the United States, but we continued talking, and after a while she said, John, I want to know more. I want to hear the gospel. I want to understand the gospel, and from here, from the United States, during the pandemic, uh, we had conversations with her, and we began to study the Bible with her. And then 
last June, as we went back to Spain, we were able to see her baptized into Christ. And her baptism was just a thrilling moment for us as we were able to see fruit from our, our labors and able to see that someone had accepted Jesus Christ and had put Jesus as the king of their life. And this is the task that all of us have. Pray and share your faith. The fourth point of this message, and you might say, well, how many points do you have, John? Well, we'll see. I don't know. I think we got four. The fourth point of the message says that we advance the kingdom of God by training workers for existing churches and by planting new churches. The Great Commission that all of us know very well says, Jesus tells us, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. This is our task. Go and make disciples of all nations. And we've been thrilled to be able to be a part of that. Uh, Becky and I are in the, as uh, Dale mentioned, we've had several decades of uh, missionary work connected with Wilmington Church of Christ. We talked about that first decade in, in Uruguay, that second decade in uh, Miami and these mission trips to Cuba and other places, and the third decade. And now, as we are serving in a different way, you know, we're, we're older, and, and that's okay. Um, uh, today I'm turning 63 years old, and uh, I'm thrilled that I'm still walking, you know, <laughs> and still able to share the gospel and still able to do things. But I also realize, hey, I'm in a different stage of life. Uh, I'm not the guy that's going to be going out and planting churches uh, on my own uh, anymore. So what I've been able to do is to multiply my life in the lives of younger people, to become a mentor, to train others. And this is really God's design from the very beginning. Make disciples of all nations who will be able to make disciples. In other words, we train someone and, and they will be able to train others. And that's the same thing that Paul told Timothy. The things that you've learned from me, invest in faithful men who will be able to train others as well. There's a, there's a chain link of discipleship that needs to happen. And those of us who are older, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to say that. I'm now I'm, you know, I'm in the older section. So we need to be training up the younger people. We need to be helping them. We need to be mentoring them and seeing how they can be fulfilling God's great commission. So as we kind of wind down the message today, I want us to think of some specific ways in which you can help the kingdom of God grow. One specific way that you could help the kingdom of God grow is to go on a mission trip. Now, I mentioned to you all that uh, we went to Monterey, Mexico. There were several in our congregation who went on some of those trips. And when we started going on those trips back in the 1990s, I believe most of us were in our 40s. Uh, now, we're in our 60s. And, and when we go to all these trips to Mexico, we, we mix concrete by, with a shovel on the floor. And uh, it's getting a little harder for us 60-year-olds to shovel uh, the, the concrete and to mix that concrete. 
Uh, and you know what? I'm, I am so hopeful that today I can encourage some young person to go on one of these mission trips. Uh, we need to start replacing some of us older guys with some younger guys, right? And, and some of you younger guys need to step up and say, okay, it's my time. The older guys are, have, have served, they've done a lot, but now it's time for some younger guys to be stepping up and to fill the shoes of the older guys who are you know, either retiring or not as able to work anymore. Now, we'll still go. Uh, we're going, as a matter of fact, um, I've just got three examples of mission trips that you can think about. So December the 2nd through the 9th, I'm going to Havana, Cuba. January the 7th through the 14th of next year, we're taking a group to Mexico, uh, to Guadalajara, Mexico. We're going to be working on a house there for a preacher. And Harold Pargin's going, uh, and uh, I'll be going. I think Bob Hufford's probably going. We go with my brother, Jerry, from Pikeville, uh, Kentucky, and uh, Steve Treat from Pikeville. And we need some more people to go, some younger people. You know, we're getting up in age. We need some younger people to step up. And then in Spain, uh, we're going in June of next year for what we call our, um, um, our English camp. And some of you have gone on that uh, program as well. So I'm just giving you just a few examples uh, of mission trips. And I know the church here also is going to provide some other examples. But would you help us out? Um, become a part of this effort to take the gospel to all nations. If you can't actually go on a trip, a second thing that you could do is you could send someone else uh, on a mission trip. Pay their airfare so that they can go. Find some young guy that says, oh yeah, I'd love to go, I just can't afford it. Help them uh, and send someone else on a mission trip. And, and this third point, uh, we need some help to support a new church in Arkansas. It's amazing that the Lord has raised up uh, these church planters uh, to do the work of, of starting these new churches in Arkansas. And this, the churches in the state of Arkansas have done a great job. They have funded three uh, of these church plants. But the fourth one, we're going to have to help them fund this church plant. And we're trying to raise $30,000 to help fund this church plant um, in, in Springdale, Arkansas. So how could you help? There's so many different ways that you can help. And I'm just going to conclude this message by saying, what is your part in the kingdom? What is your part in the kingdom? As you reflect on the need to advance the kingdom, on the need to make disciples of all nations, what is your part? Do you know what your part is? Because this commission that Jesus gave is for all Christians. It's not just for a few missionaries. It's not just for the church staff. It's not just for a few uh, people in the church. The great commission, go and make disciples of all nations, is for every Christian. Now, not all of us are going to be able to go full-time into that ministry. But everyone needs to be a part of this mission because this is God's mission. This is the Lord's mission for us as disciples. So find a way 
of being involved. Join us today in this great movement because the King has sent us out and He wants each and every one of us to be a part of His kingdom and His mission to make disciples of all nations. Would you join me in prayer? Dear Father, it's, it's a pleasure to present this message today here at Wilmington Church of Christ. Lord, we're so thankful for the many years of service that my wife and I have been able to uh, been able to accomplish through your help and through the help of this congregation. Lord, thank you so much that there are so many new people in the congregation that I've never met before. Thank you for that growth that has come, God. Thank you for those that I've known for many years that are still here faithful, serving you and helping the kingdom to grow. God, I just pray that today you would, you would inspire some younger people to be involved in, in missions in one way or another. Lord, help us to realize that we all need to find a way of serving you, that we all need to be involved in this mission of, of taking the gospel to all nations. Lord, thank you for the history of this congregation, the witness of this congregation, and may it just continue to grow. Lord, guide us and direct us. Help us to be involved in your mission. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this message. If you need someone to pray with you, talk to, or maybe you just want more information about our church, be sure to fill out a Connect card so we can reach out and help you take your next best step. Thanks again for joining, and we will see you back here next time.